Get on a choice video on mandate. Get it on and welcome to a special episode of CarCast. Today's episode brought to you by Evans Coolant. To learn more about waterless coolants, and I suggest you do, check out their site at evanscoolant.com slash fightback. That's evanscoolant.com slash fightback. Fightback against the water in your coolant. It's no good, man. Um, so we have a special episode because uh, we went down to the Peterson automotive museum and we got some cool interviews and looked at some cool cars yeah so we uh let's kick things off um we get we invited uh, jay leno up and then we're going to take a look at uh mike brewer he's going to tell us a little bit about his car he bought a porsche 911 sc which you're going to love and then you and i chat with somebody who brought a very cool conversion a porsche 911 converted to all electric which was really impressive to me because yeah. it looked bone stock wait till you hear about it it's fantastic All right, everybody, welcome again to the 10th anniversary the Adam Carolla Show, the car show portion. If you guys bring your attention over here to the stage, we're going to bring up some important people. And I'm just going to hand them microphones from right here. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Adam Carolla. And uh, thank you. And uh, Matt D'Andrea as well. Uh, I guess we'll step up here. Oh, thank you. See if we get feedback or, or not. Uh, hey, th- you guys can all uh, gather around here and then uh, we'll uh, drink some beers Don't and look get at any some cars. Than and... that line right now. You guys can <laughs> um, so ten years. Ten years of doing car casts and we finally decided to have an event. So uh, thank you guys <laughs> for listening, supporting, and uh, showing up. Um, there's some really great cars and uh this is going to be a, some tough decisions to make we are going to have a little bit of a competition we're going to do some judging we're going to hand out some awards I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen but it's going to happen judging is going to happen as we walk around right and i never stopped judging so <laughs> we didn't uh you guys know that it's internal this time i'm going to externalize it uh i want to thank our buddy jay leno for coming out here Uh, Jay, you can come up and say say hi if you if you like. I say we got Omar in this town. Let's string him up right now. <laughs> yeah. Let <laughs> uh, Jeff Dunham is here. Jeff, Jeff Dunham uh, j- drove his uh, the only purple Ford GT. The only purple Ford wow. GT, quiet and understated. That's where, <laughs> just like his comedy. Nobody wanted another one. That's why it's, no, it's the only one. That uh, that is going to. Uh, just continue to go up in value, Jeff Dunham. Uh, Mike Brewer is here as well. Good to see you, Mike. Mike, uh, Mike brought a 911. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some really great, uh, God, there's some great stuff just in the uh, Well, the diversity just in the is just really department. cool. Yeah. I hate it when it's a one-make car show. It's all just it, Mustangs or just 911s. But you got everything here. You got Oldsmobiles from the 20s. You got a 56 Lincoln. You got Porsches. You got Ford GT. So it's, it's, it's really great to see the whole wide Breath of and, a car. And have you ever been to just a Jensen car show? Just all Jay's Jensen, Jensen is uh, <laughs> a, a car Nobody you'll uh, you'll never see in the wild. And speaking of uh, diversity, the one black man here, Willie T. Ribs. Yeah. Willie T. Ribs. Willie T. <laughs> 
And, uh, and, Will- and Adam has made a wonderful movie about him. It's really good. I, I told you how much I enjoy. You know, I've known him just to be you know, kind of an asshole, but he's actually just a brilliant filmmaker. He really captured Willie's spirit and the whole struggle without being, you know, maudlin or any of that crap. I mean, it was, it's a really good, good documentary, one of the best I've seen. And it appeals to people who are not car people because it's, it's, it's a great human story. And it's really tough. You're going you're to show it tonight, right? We're going to show it tonight. And I, I've got to say one of the thrills of... Uh, and there are not a lot of thrills in making documentaries. But uh, whenever we're done, and we've done it times three now, Jay invites us over to a shop, and we sit down on the old t- Tonight Show set, and we yeah. screen it for Jay and uh, Willie. And it's three for three. It's really good. This one with the Paul Newman one I love, but this one obviously has, uh, you know, Paul Newman was a movie star and was famous, so doors opened. You know, it's fun to, when you watch Willie's, you realize you saw doors close. Right. You know, just for racial shit and just crazy stuff like that. And how we overcame it and dealt with it, it's... Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm, let's get Willie up here. Willie, come up here and say hello. Come on up here, Willie. <laughs> Willie T. Ribs, ladies and gentlemen. Willie uh, in from uh, outside of Austin, right? I know it sounds like a porn name, but that's his real name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to have me. Uh, yeah, I, I got to say that Jay was... Uh, he was touched, almost moved to tears by uh, Uppity, the Willie T. Rib story. I, so, I was. I thought it was really... Because, you know, it's a, the, the best car movies are the ones that are about people, you know? And that's what this is. It's a great human story. And, and, and you know, you, you, this is a tough guy. You don't want to mess with him, but he's very vulnerable in this film. Yeah. And it, the fact you opened up, and it's, it, it's really good. I, I, I was really proud of you, man. You did well, a great job. a lot job. of people don't know how long we go back. We go back to The Tonight Show, yeah. Yeah, we went to the... Actually, it started at the Long Beach Grand Prix. I think it was 87, 1987, and Long Beach has... The Celebrity Grand Prix. I got yeah. beat by Helen Hayes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the Toyota uh, Celebrity Race they do there, and they have Donnie Osmond and Jay Leno. Yeah, and, yeah big stars, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they were... Uh, and they are... And there's three pros. Well, that year was Gurney, myself, and Parnelli Jones. That's right. Well... I was trying to pass Jay Leno. We were lapping him, by the way. <laughs> and I was trying to pass him. And the guy, I mean, he was like, looked like a sidewinder rattlesnake because I live in Texas, so we got a lot of those. And he was going down the straightaway. You were trying we, to lap me, not we, pass me. We were, we, he was weaving, and I was trying to find a way by. Well, I got up close to the wall, and I sort of nudged him up against the wall, and his mirror came off. And he was, like, pushing it through it. He threw it out the cockpit window because it fell in his lap. I remember was, I was right behind Dan Gurney. I said, I'm going to do everything Dan Gurney does. Okay, Dan Gurney. Okay, and he hits a break. And, and then and I go, where's Dan Gurney? Look at my rearview mirror. Oh, he's right behind me. Yeah, he lapped me. Yeah. Well, you saw me coming because I was smiling. You could see my teeth. Through oh, the- stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, how many people are hanging out for the screening of uh, Uppity? We're going to do about 445. Good. Good. We're going to enjoy that. Um, This is our first. Uh, Hopefully, we'll do it uh, each and uh, every year. Are you guys going to do a little Q&A after the movie? Oh, yeah. We're going to do, Willie and I are going to do a little, uh, along with Nate, who made the film with us, uh, we're going to do a little Q&A after the film, so we'll have that as well. And for now, stroll around, uh, enjoy. 
bug the bejesus out of Jay Leno. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to be uh, strolling and, and enjoying. Thank you, guys. And your car could out. win. Your car, car could win. win. Oh, my God, I'm And believe me, $10,000 is not a small <laughs> amount of money. I want to thank Adam for doing that for the winner. The ten grand prize. That's really terrific. Yeah. That'll buy a college education or, or something. Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> Judging can be bought. Yes, just saying. it can be bought. Sorry. All right, thanks, you guys. Thank Stroll you. and enjoy. Thank you, Jay. Thanks. Thank you, Willie. Uh, my name's Mike Brewer. This is Adam Grohler's 10th anniversary podcast. It's on the rooftop of the world-class, amazing Peterson Museum. And it's an honour to be here. And I'm here not only displaying my cars, but I'm going to be helping judge uh, some of the array of cars that have turned up. And it's very eclectic. And there's all kind of cars here, from rattle cans to pristine uh, $100,000 restoration. So it's going to be a difficult job to choose one out. What kind of car did you bring today? I bought this. This is my uh, beloved 1982 Porsche 911 SE. Uh, three litre engine, uh, 200 horsepower, so not that much. Uh, but back in the day, I would imagine it was a lot of power. Uh, but the car is in beautiful condition. It's laser straight. And uh, it's my daily driver with my wife, Michelle. We sit in this car and use it every day. We love it. And what... How long have you been a car fan? What's your... Uh, I, started, uh, I started in the car industry uh, when I was eight years of age, believe it or not. So uh, uh, my dad, it was a bit Dickensian back in England in those days. Uh, my dad used to take me to the workshop and make me work through my summer holidays uh, working on cars. And by the time I was 15, I'd already bought a car. And by the time I was 16, I'd flipped the car. And, uh, and I've been flipping cars ever since. And, and then I started the whole car flipping tv uh, uh show idea and i started doing that in 1997 i was the very first person in the world to show somebody how to buy a car fix it up and sell it on tv and now we uh we've got the world's biggest car show wheeler dealers uh, we're in 200 countries over 200 million viewers around the world and we have hundreds of car shows and it all came from my dad making me work like a dickensian child in that cold damp workshop when i was eight child labor you know, today you get locked up for that. But my dad got away with it. I've been to some of those shops in London. <laughs> yes. Was it in London? It was in London, yes. It was South London. Uh, yeah, they were miserable days. But I remember him fondly. Now, now I'm older and slightly wealthier, I remember him fondly. Thanks, Dad. You were great. So, uh, tell me about, uh, how many, are you a Porsche guy? What's your main car? Uh, listen, I, I, if, if this was a lawnmower, if you can put gas in it, petrol in it, and I can drive it from A to B, I go nuts about it. I'm just obsessed with anything that moves. Uh, I've been a car guy all my life, and I've had everything from, you've seen it on TV, from pieces of junk up to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cars. And uh, for me, it doesn't matter. It's what a car does, how it emotes me, how it moves me when I'm behind the wheel and what kind of thrill it gives me. At the moment, I'm having a love affair with this. Uh, this is a very um, plugged-in car. It's a very analog experience. It's not like a, a modern driver where everything's computerized and thought up for you. Uh, crash awareness and air conditioning and ABS brakes. This is completely analog, this experience, and you have to drive it, and it makes it much more pure. Uh, but tomorrow I could be driving something that's uh, a brass era car and I'll be excited and giddy over that as well. So for me, I love cars from all over the world in any shape or form. Mike, thank you. It's a pleasure. Who's got my check?
So what we have here is a 66 912, and it's all electric. Yeah. It's been converted to electric. I talked to the owner, so just recall what I've learned. Um, first off, it's cool. All the batteries are in the front. The motor's in the rear. The motor just goes right onto the transaxle. And interesting that you can shift gears with the electric motor. Yeah, so it's essentially it's like when they do the starter on the Indy car. Yeah, like yeah. Back in the day, like they just hit it. It's yeah. Like it's or just, RC car, little gas engine RC yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just yeah. bolted. It's just a big motor that just bolted right onto the where the cover would be for the trans or where the engine, sorry, would have been on the transaxle. Hundred miles per charge. Yeah. Quicker than the uh, in stock form nine twelve. Uh, 50-50 weight balance now. Because the battery's in the front. Because the battery's yeah. in the front. Everything is just bolted up. So it could be unbolted in the 912 motor and, and everything could be put back. I got a chance to talk to the guy as well, the owner of the vehicle, and he said overall it added about 200 pounds total to the whole thing, which is it's like having somebody else in the car. It's not that big of a deal. And I think with the increased power, it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like having two-thirds of one of your girlfriends in the car <laughs> well he likes them big he likes them big um it looks you know aesthetically did not change it didn't change anything and uh i hope this is a trend because uh i drove over here in a tesla and it was fine but it doesn't look like this now i don't i don't recall who made the motor the electric motor but the batteries are basically like a tesla battery but it's like one third of a one tesla battery of a and tesla and battery. by the way the car looks fantastic the silver with the red is so on point and it, it's just gorgeous right so uh you can get your classic car converted to electric or at least your 912 and if you're gonna convert a porsche to electric go 912 and probably keep the engine in the 911 it, and by the way now we do have to distinguish between motor and engine yes back in the day we go like detroit motor city but I, it was an engine i was always thinking engine gas fuel motor is electric in my mind i think right motor. but you didn't have to worry about that 10 years ago you yeah. just go what size motors in this thing and the guy wouldn't tell you how big the armature was <laughs> right Well, wasn't that scintillating? And don't worry, mm -hmm. there is more to go. First, let me tell you about uh, Evan's coolant. Water in your coolant, it's ruthless, man. It's bad for everything. It just, it, you, you think about, well, it expands when it gets hot, but then it also corrodes like just 24-7. That's all it does. All the... Builds up pressure. All the Crazy cars. Pressure. And all the cars in the museum all have Evans in it because yeah. they don't want the water. They want the car sitting there for long periods of time with water in it. Yeah, and it's a much easier cleanup if something goes wrong. Yep, it has a uh, very water has a low boiling point. It vaporizes. It builds up pressure in the cooling system. It leads to boil over and burst hoses. Oh, that's right. It's not, it's not always. It's not always that. Sometimes you just burst a hose or blow a head gasket. Evans, it's the only waterless coolant on the market. Don't you want the best for your baby? Virtually eliminates the vapor in your engine, preventing uh, systems and pressures from uh, overloading and bursting and hoses and, and electrolysis and corrosion in your cooling system, all that stuff. NHRA approved, and uh, you use it. They all use it at the, at the drag strip. Check out their site at evanscooling.com. 
slash fight back. That's evanscooling.com slash fight back. You really should be going waterless, and that's Evans. All right, so now, Matt, we're yep. going to uh, – we had Jeff Dunham came out there, brought his Ford GT. Yep, very special, custom color. He only had 100 miles on it. He just got it. He's just – he put like 20 miles coming out to the – on his car coming out to our event. What a mensch. <laughs> and uh, you can also check out uh, Mike Torville. We talked to from Evans about uh, his product and beyond. So let's give that a listen. Jeff Dunham and his purple Ford GT, not GT40, Ford GT. Good to see you again, my Good friend. Good to see you, Adam. Thanks a lot. And, and okay, thanks for having me to this. It's really nice. And uh, it's a high-dollar event. I just love the fact that you had the cheapest Bic pin possible. Oh, my God. Man. I think it's like well, a quarter. Here's the thing. It's, it's ten I'm a quarter. big wheel, but there's a lot of shopping cart wheels here. And right. i got to sign autographs. And if I bring out my uh, Mont Blanc, right. they'll steal it. Of course. Because they're desperate peasants, so I just bring this. I understand. And they'll be using this later on in prison to give themselves tattoos, you know. But uh, you're right. I should put it in my pocket. That's pretty Thank great. I made one though. comment and you did five minutes on it. <laughs> I love that. We worked it out in the elevator yeah, yeah. on the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Jay Leno says the only purple Ford GT on the planet. Well, I think you guys know one other guy that has a purple one. It's the uh, and it's the it's a more pinky purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Graham Ray Hall. Is that it? Uh, I think I, I think that yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So, but this is a one of one. This is kind of look. I know we have a large gay constituency here. What they're both gay colors. <laughs> this one's this one's the top. Okay, okay. So Graham Ray Hall is the bottom <laughs> GT, and this is the top GT. Both gay, no arguments there, but one's in charge. Right. Sorry. Go if, ahead. If that's the way you feel about it. Well, it's, it's, it's well, listen. Me. I didn't. Right. I don't make up the rules. I just go by it. It's just because you hated. I, I hated your pen. I started on the wrong foot. <laughs> I called you the top. <laughs> I, it's always better to be on top when. Never mind. <laughs> Graham's Ford GT is biting a pillow while. Okay, you get the metaphor. <laughs> Poor Graham yeah. is going to be in the, in the meme to promote the show, going Graham Ray Hall's the bottom. <laughs> you know, I, I also I, I will say this: I had my ACR Viper painted the exact same color. Really? I, absolutely. So I, I don't care what you think. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I called you the top. I don't know what else you want from me. Can't take a compliment. The, uh, the Viper, yeah, because this didn't. There was no stock Viper color that came. Now you ordered this from Ford. Yeah. And do you have to fill out the essay like why I deserve? It, it's been three years. Uh, next month that I wrote the the letter, the the begging letter. Please let me pay you a huge sum of money for your car. Yeah. And yeah. and some guys made the videotapes and all that. So right. it was it was thanks to Steve Reich and Leno I think that Leno put in a good word for me and uh, our good buddy Marv Rose you know Marv, Marv Rose I think those guys all put in a good but but Jay uh, and Steve put it's, it over the top. It's weird you need like referrals like like you're trying to get into the Air Force Academy yeah. you need like a senator to write you a note and be like yeah. this guy's a stand up guy you should yeah. give him a four. But but you do you had to write the essay right and then you had to have some sort of uh, a, a pretty big uh, social. 
footprint there in the social media stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you had to have that, and I think they want you to track it, and they want you to get it out there. So that's the only reason I came here. I don't care about you. I just had to bring it because Ford made me. <laughs> they just got to put miles on it. <laughs> now, yeah, you're right. Obviously, there's the uh, John Cena controversy where he yeah. was selling his, but c- contractually. What? You're supposed to keep it for two years. For and, two years. Yeah, I understand. They don't want people flipping it. Yeah. They're now, not that right. car's been sold like three times. Yeah, well, they're not the first to do that. Right. Right. Yeah, That. so the the deal is you buy it. Well, it's always funny because when uh, whenever you talk to your wife about a car and they go, $600,000 for a car, who's going to buy it? It's like, uh, who gets to buy a car for six hundred? Right. They'll decide who gets to. I mean, there's probably a pool of thousands, you know, yeah. internationally. I think they said four or 5,000 applicants. And they're going to whittle it down. Over four years, right. Years so who, who gets to? And then they get to make the rules, which I, I like. I like living in that world yeah. where you're... Except you're not on the list. I'm not on the Jeff's list. On the list. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at a beige Camry, and I don't want to jinx it. Leno's blowing a call in later on yeah. today. It's 2011. It's got like 81,000 miles on it, but it's 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 cloth interior. But you can put leather in it. Carmax accepted essays. He knows a guy at the Van Nuys Carmax, and he says he'll blow a car. Colin. So, uh, what are the specs on this? It has a oh, it's a 3.5 V6. Yes. Twin yes. turbo V6. Right. 645 horsepower. And Leno said today that it was 7 something. I thought it was a 645. That's what I hear. So I hear anyway. it was about that Leno as well. He never gets it right. He's got too many cars. Yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't. And he doesn't have one purple car. I know. What is wrong Wait. with him? He doesn't have a purple Dodge? Does he? I think he has a purple does Challenger. He? Yeah, see, that was the big thing back in the, the day. Yeah, plum I crazy. Have, I have a purple Cuda. Plum crazy. Yes. Yeah, come on. Right. Cuda. So what the what, why do you have a problem with that? Well, the uh, <laughs> a couple things. So okay. the V6, which we used to kind of turn our nose up at, yep. it's kind of an interesting renaissance, which is one of uh, your favorite supercars yeah. from the early 90s, the X, XJ220. XJ220 Jag supercar had a mid-engine turbocharged V6 and probably 2.5 or somewhere in there. It was frowned upon. It was like, oh, what are you doing with a V6? You should have a V12 or V8 or whatever. Yeah. And now it's really just about performance. Nobody really cares what the displacement is. They just care what it does on the track. And this car is a, it's a serious machine. On yeah, the track. I've only got 100 miles on it, so you know, it's still not even close to getting broken in. But uh, I have a GTX-1 as well, and this is it's not even... It's, not even close. The GTX one's pretty special. We actually went and filmed over at his place um, a while back. We spent all this time driving his Batmobile around, and Warner Brothers wouldn't let us use it. <laughs> Which was, is that right? Yeah. What? We, we couldn't use any of that footage. Oh, so we, he, all the garage stuff we were able to. He shoot. has the new Batmobile, like not the yeah, he's not got a the Tim old Burton school. Batmobile. We, right. we, we had a great and time filming it. It was '66 as well, though. Yeah. The, the oh, museum, yeah. Yeah, we're letting the museum borrow the '66 for a year. They're doing a whole uh, whole. So give us your top five in your collection. Oh, uh, there's the '66. Batmobile. There's the uh, Keaton Batmobile. Uh, this has got to be up there now. Sure. Uh, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the Morgan Supersport is freaking awesome. I think we should. Is that the one with the wood floors? That, yeah, that's, the a wooden out of wood, that's a wooden frame. Wooden frame. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. thing. That thing. That's what Bruce Wayne would uh, drive. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome. a cool piece. Yeah. Mine. Mine burnt in that fire. I smoke. Remember smoking that Tipperella? Yeah. Uh, I, I got a little careless. My Morgan caught on fire. Can we name this? Uh, 
Let's see, there's plum crazy purple. Well, because you're not going to call it fuck you purple. Fuck you purple? I think we call it <laughs> Prince Crazy Top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll call uh, Graham Rahal's the catfish. Bottom feeder. Bottom feeder. Catfish purple, plum crazy top. So if we see Graham, we'll go, oh, you got the catfish purple. Oh, because Jeff Dunham got the plum crazy You know what it means. You know what it means. This must be so much fun for you to drive. I got a chance to drive one of these as well. And uh, Ford sent one over. They said, do you want to go for a ride? Wow. You said yes. Yeah. And we had it for a couple days. And it's fantastic. And in the supercar world, one of my favorite cars is the McLaren 720S. It's just phenomenal to drive. But then I got this. I was like, man, just what this represents for Ford and with the the Ford GT legacy and the GT40 legacy before that, this was one of my favorite cars. Well, well if anybody so asks me, fun. they say, what is this? What does it drive like? And uh, it's got to be the McLaren MP4 12C, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, that thing, it, it's, it's like... They're born of the same mother. It really is similar feel. It's it's like when you want to go somewhere, it does it before you think it. It's really great. Do you send the guys at Ford, like you give them the paint code? How do you do it when you're ordering a car and it's coming in this car? Well, this one, um, because I did the one-of-one one with Chrysler for the Viper, and that one I was just sent a bunch of paint books, uh, chip charts, and we just went through and went through, and there were 20 different purples and literally narrowed it down to, to this. And so then, when Ford was going to paint it, we, uh, how did we do it? We didn't scan it. Oh, I got the actual paint code uh, and uh, just sent it to them. And then they sent it back and said, is this it? And I went, yep, that's it. So yeah. we just sent them the paint code. Well, it's one of one. It's Jeff Dunham. Uh, Jeff, where should people go? Because I know you're touring all over the place and playing dates all over the place. How Jeff, do we... JeffDunham.com. That's the tour. All the tour, everything is there. JeffDunham.com. Yeah, right? that's it. In his uh, Prince Crazy Top Purple <laughs> Ford GT, everybody. Yeah. Jeff Why not? Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, man. So we're here with Mike Torville, who's uh, that guy there in between's uh, Matt, the moderator. Uh, Evans Cooling is the product. And uh, we're standing in front of Jeff Dunham's Ford uh, GT. Yeah, in the purple. only purple one ever. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what Aston Martin that is. It's an Aston Martin DBS. It's a new DBS. Oh, it is? Yeah, fantastic, right? And that color, it's a DBS Super Leggero. Yeah, the front fenders bother me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, tell us about your product. Well, if, uh, Evans Coolant is a waterless engine coolant. And really, it's about the only waterless coolant you can find. All the other coolants are a 50-50 mix of ethylene glycol and water, as, as we all know. But the big difference with Evans is the absence of water, and then therefore the absence of the problems that water causes. So you think about corrosion, think about electrolysis, but more importantly, boil over, pressure. Evans has a boiling point of 375 degrees. No, wow. You'll never come close to that, and they that's the idea. don't make pasta with Evans. No. <laughs> It'll be al dente. <laughs> right. You'll be standing there all night. Now, you think about that with such a high boiling point, it stays a liquid, so you never have any vapor, you don't build any pressure, and you never boil out. So the pressure is a big issue because when you, you pop the cap yeah, yeah. or something goes yeah. wrong, or let's say in a racing environment and you have a leak, that's where that's where the mess comes because there's so much pressure. Oh, yeah. Coolant goes all over the track, and it's a huge mess. It's and, messy. And in, in yeah. NHR drag racing, I think you pay a fine now, right? If your team 
drops oil or coolant, you your team pays a fine. You would, and I'm really glad you brought that up because most glycol-based coolants are not allowed on NHRA tracks up until now. So what, like because Evans is allowed. When I know, do kind. vintage racing, I think a lot yeah. of the guys add water wetter, yeah, to and water. right to just water, right. But in a way, this is sort of the move from putting additive in conventional oil to going full synthetic. I mean, in a similar way. way? Look at it that way because it just behaves differently and it prolongs the the life cycle is prolonged, right? So Evans will stay in your engine indefinitely. I mean, you never have to change it out. Yeah. Because the additives don't fall out. So it's very different. We're here at the Peterson Automotive Museum and they have a huge collection of hundreds of collector cars. and, And I know you guys work with them. Why would. Why would the Peterson pick Evans over water wetter or conventional coolant? Yeah, they don't, they don't drive the cars much. N- well, that's actually a good point because when the cars sit for a long time, right, what happens? You know, the, the additives, the anti-corrosive additives fall out over time, right? And then you get corrosion or electrolysis, and electrolysis is the, is the pitting that results from the electric current through the water. Well, without the water, that's not going to happen. And when this happens, it happens from the inside out. You don't know it till it's too late. That's why a lot of museums are using it. I mean, Jay Leno uses it. The Tim Wellborn Muscle Car Museum, American Muscle Car Museum. I think the Guggenheim is using it now, (laughs) too. They ought to, yeah. Uh, It's it's great that your your product goes in and it kind of coats everything and sticks to it to prevent that corrosion. And it's because when we talk to, to Leno at his place, he hates uh, he hates the, the ethanol in in the in fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it eats his old fuel lines, and he gets angry at the at the California fuel. He gets angry at ethanol. <laughs> if you talk to Jay Leno, the two things he hates are ethanol and Puerto Rican. <laughs> I'm sorry if anyone's Puerto Rican, but. He doesn't care for your your people, <laughs> but but ethanol mainly, yeah. and water too, about. and water too. He doesn't. Okay. Yeah. and water ethanol, too. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Ricans yeah. and water. <laughs> That's right. And not in that order. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, you know what? I've uh, said too much. Is Jay still here? <laughs> I think he yeah. just left. I think okay. You're okay. Well, he uh, hates yeah. those three things, and uh, we can we can fix at least one of them. I was going to say with good reason, but the good reason applies to just the water. Just so, the water. You know, and because, the ethanol. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where do we get uh, Evans? Well, you can certainly start off at the Evans Coolant website, evanscoolant.com. That's where you start. But it's available throughout dealerships throughout the country, Summit Racing, Amazon, uh, places like that. But really, you can find it very easily. Okay. You know? Now, yeah, yeah. before we wrap up, though, you guys, um, you, you wrote a book recently. Now, the book's going to be a movie. What's it about? Bo- How that I'm happened? I'm glad you asked. Yeah, actually, it was several years ago I wrote a book. It's called The Promise to Astrid. Yeah. And uh, recently it got the attention of a movie producer, and the movie's being made. It's going to be uh, premiered in May. It's called yeah. The Promise to Astrid. I just happen to have a copy. Wow. No, wait, you just, wrote a book. I wrote four books. No yeah. one's doing Jack squat. I can promote book. your book if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we, we can I, find it. Yeah, actually, I have a, a copy of it right here. Wow. Wow. It's the odd. It's the book and the movie. <laughs> it's coming out in May. Yeah, it's called All right. Mr. Astrid. Yeah. And then for the Evans School, and where do we find those guys online? Uh, Evanschoolant.com. Okay. Okay. And again, you can find it in all kinds of places. Um, on on our website, we have a where to buy section, and that's easy to do, it, you know you can put in your address, put in your zip code, and you can find a dealer near you. You know, a couple other things I do want to mention about the NHRA because it's real important that we started to talk about the NHRA and the racing and why glycols are not allowed. 
Evans is just as difficult to clean up as glycol-based coolant. It is a glycol-based coolant. But the difference, and I think it was worth mentioning to all the people listening, is if Evans is a glycol-based coolant, why would it be allowed when the 50-50 coolants aren't? And it's all about the pressure. The reduction of pressure means the likelihood of it getting on the track is decreased by so much. You're not going to have that happen in any great volumes. You might have a little spill to clean up right, and not you, have that problem. Let me tell you guys about yeah. a pretty scary story that happened to me. I went on the Evans Coolin website, right, and I typed in closest location. You know, I typed in my own address, and it came back with, the coolant's in the house. <laughs> like that movie, That's the scary. Baby shit. I'm, like, yeah. I'm home alone. I'm like, in the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> I freaked out pretty hard. I, I wasn't. Run. My Just kids run. were not the same for a couple of days after <laughs> seeing what happened to me. But I had to get out. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's another scary movie. Get out. Get out. That's right. It's in the house. All right, Mike. Uh, thank you, and uh, thank you for thanks your contribution. Thanks for having to, uh, us to literature and yeah. film as well. Yeah. And uh, Evans Coolant, everybody, go online. Thank you. I told you this was a special episode, and uh, we're going to keep getting special because we're giving out some awards. This is fun. This was an exciting part of the show for me. Yeah, it was was nerve-wracking for me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we gave out some uh, special awards, so let's enjoy that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hand out some hardware. Welcome to the first annual CarCast Car Show. Hosted by Adam Carolla and Matt D'Andrea. They are here to give away the awards, so let's hear it for them. On their 10th anniversary, the greatest automotive podcast of all time is CarCast. Please welcome Adam Carolla and Matt D'Andrea. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you. This is... uh... Turned out to be a little tougher than we thought in the judging <laughs> department, but I have them all yeah. tallied up uh, right here. Um, <clears throat> this, uh, for the first years, turned out to be uh, quite a nice turnout, and it's all because of you. So uh, I, normally this department, they go, give yourselves a hand. I hate that. So just give me a hand, and <laughs> thank you. Oh, come on. Hey, please, come on. I wasn't expecting oh, this. Stop. It's not, come on. It's not, not what I'm here for. Um, (laughs) so, uh, we went around and we scouted out, uh, some different cars. We have the people's choice award and, uh, we have uh, best in show and we have your choice and we have, uh, my choice. choice. Uh, I'll give honorable mention to the, uh, Ford Ranchero over there. Uh, it's not gonna, it's, it didn't quite get it, but it's, it's close. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know. I see the American flag waving there, and I just thought it'd be give a little love to something American. All right, do you okay. want to start out with yours first? Uh, yeah. Um, so my pick is, just for the wackiness of that car, is, I don't know what number it is. It's number 54, and it's that Datsun 510 Drifter right over there. Yeah. There's so much going on with that thing. I love that. Why don't you come on up here? We've got a plaque for you. We've got some awards for you. Our friends at Brembo hooked you up with backpacks and books and shirts and they've, uh yeah they've burned uh a lot of calories and a lot of vulcanized rubber yeah. with that uh bad boy what you didn't get was a brembo brake kit so you're <laughs> you know you get a hat though that's nice 
Yeah, but listen, a hat will slow you down. You whip that thing out, throw it out the driver's side window, grabs all the air, boom, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Good job guys, on that man. car. Oh, his, his hand's messed up. He have broke you, his hand drifting. Have you guys... Uh, sure, man. Sure. Thanks, you guys. Uh, yeah, it's a great piece. It's, I didn't, I'm a 5'10 guy, and I didn't even know it was a 5'10. And, That's and how I'm crazy not, that so, is. Uh, which is. Which is interesting. Just great job on that car. Fun. <sighs> Super fun. So much good stuff out there, but mine was uh, near and dear to uh, my mom's heart. <laughs> Uh, number five, it was a VW Squareback over here. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what got me. It's, it's got a Subaru motor in it. Yes. It's, uh, it has, a, I think, a 97 Subaru motor in the uh, VW Squareback, and uh, just nicely done. So, These guys are going to bring you some more stuff. Yeah, we'll bring you, we'll bring you the swag. So, uh, Chris, give this guy a plaque. That was, uh, <laughs> that was nice. The uh, you want to do the People's Choice People's Award? People's Choice Award. You guys voted. You submitted your ballots, and guess what you picked? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, number forty-three, the Chevy Blazer. Chevy Blazer. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Just bring everybody up. By the way, yeah, the Blazer guys. Smoking a joint with my son in the stairwell. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've not been introduced to drugs? Well. Still better time than now. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, we'll take, uh, there you we'll go. take photos Congratulations. Best in show. Now, uh, to be honest, I was uh, wandering around. There's a lot of cars that, uh, that I like. You're not and allowed to pick your own. Oh. No, you can't pick your own. But you, you said this is my show. Yeah, I just, you, not the, for the award. Sorry. Well, let me ask you, when it's your party, <laughs> are you allowed to eat the food? or uh, I don't. Well, because yeah, this is the same difference. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're going with the 935. Oh, no. Uh, no, this is a red Porsche. It's uh, number 73. And I, I lo- the car was very nicely done and and uh, Jonathan Ward, uh, and you guys know Jonathan Ward from uh, Icon? Icon Motors. Uh, he, he's a guy who is very detail-oriented, and I just ran into him back there with his Bronco, and he's like, hey, did you see that red Porsche? That's a pretty yeah. nice job. And when Jonathan Ward tells you <laughs> that's a pretty nice job, it's like uh, – Chinese middle-aged dude going, nice job with the math. Like, it's, it's a compliment. Yeah. It's a compliment. It. They don't hand them out that. I mean, he doesn't hand them out that often. Right. But uh, he said that Porsche was done nicely. And I was like, I was just thinking about that car. So that so is number 73. Number 73. And, that? That's uh, you? Come on. Oh, there he there. is. Yeah. So do we have our, our award winners? Do we have our four award winners? Why don't you guys come up here? Yeah, come up on, on up stage, on stage. Bring those fancy plaques and Brembo hats. The rest of you are not losers, but you shouldn't be mistaken for winners. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yes, bring your plaques. Come on up here. Those plaques are suitable for... Frame this, one, this one's got my name on it, so why don't you stand right next here? I'm going to pick somebody shorter next time. Right, and uh, let's all let's all just uh, display the plaque right there. 
All right. Nicely done, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, you guys. This was uh, excellent. And, you know, we'll do it next year unless I get caught up in this whole Me Too thing, in which case uh, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. There's some stuff coming out, mostly threes and fours, really not enough. You know what? I probably said too much. We'll probably do it next year. I'm going to have Mark Garagas come up here and say a couple of words, and then we can just go ahead and... Are we taking pictures? I'm taking a picture of them. Oh, you're taking a picture of them. Oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just as just proof as you guys showed up. Yes. I just I and, uh, text my mom later. See, people showed up. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for showing up. I hope yeah. you all stick around stick for around the screening. Stick around and watch the, uh, watch the screening. Right. And, and have a cocktail. And have a cocktail. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next year. So we had a whole day out at the Peterson on the roof outdoors in the sunshine. And then we moved inside to watch uppity and Willie T was there. Yeah. And at the end of the uh, show and everyone loved it, I got a standing ovation. I think there were tears in the audience. I'll tell you a a quick little uh, fact is uh, Billy Gibbons who came and watched it. He loved it so much. We actually saw him taking notes. We're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I love this story, this film so much. Some of this could end up in a song. I love it. That was a great impact. He, he, he was touched by the whole thing. I hope he remakes a classic transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> so um, we did a Q&A afterward, and Nate only answered one question with the mic in his lap, which is, well, is, which, fantastic. Which is fantastic well, movement. But he was only asked one question, so it was <laughs> fine. Right before he went up, I said, Nate, he's going to talk to you about that mic. Just yeah. keep it right up there. He's like, I got it. <laughs> sure. You can find a picture of him just sta- sitting there. The mic is just sitting <laughs> on his leg. <laughs> it's the only answered one that way, though. God, yeah. God bless all him. Right, all right, so let's listen to a Q&A with me and Nate, the makers of the film, and uh, Willie T. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to bring up Adam Carolla and Willie T. Ribs. Thank you all for coming out. Thanks, Nate. Thank you all. Thank you very much. It's all for this guy. It's all for Willie. (laughs) I told you he was a soundbite machine, right? (laughs) You should have heard what what got edited. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, we're just going to open this up to some uh, Q&A. Uh, Willie, would you like to make a statement before we uh, open it up? Well, first of all, thanks for everyone being here and sharing uh, the experience. It was... Um, <laughs> uh, Adam's doctor was sitting next to me. Uh, watching this, and he says, man, he says, you dealt with a lot, didn't you? I said, remember the scene in Scarface where Pacino says, don't worry about it, it was fun. (laughs) Well, it was fun. And uh, I I don't think that I would have enjoyed it any other way. It it was just something about the the opposite. When something's too easy... You know, it's, it's really, you don't really look at yourself in the mirror and say, I, I accomplished anything. But uh, it was, it was, 
I'd do it all over again. If somebody said, would you absolutely do it just the way you did it? I said, I would tell them, yeah. I, I wouldn't change anything. I might have not partied as much. <laughs> My wife reminds me of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, and by the way, uh, that was Dr. Bruce who was sitting next to me. I, just, I don't travel with my doctor. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like Elvis or something. <laughs> it's time for your B12 injection. You have to that's, go on stage. Sober what? him up. He's got to go on stage. Uh, so uh, that was Dr. Bruce. So uh, do we have uh, questions from, uh, from the audience? Yes. So when did you retire, what race, and why? I, I'm, you know, you really, you have, you know, it's like a racehorse. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, they want to put you out the pasture, you know, and maybe they want to use you for, you know, uh, dog food or glue. And, uh, I, you know, I, uh, it was really 2001 was, you know, it went from 1977 2001 and you know once you get through the 80s and when you're younger 90s and your heyday you know that you know the new kids are coming along and uh, most of them got more balls and brains and so they're you know they're they're gonna you know you're, you're gonna be challenged just like the old lion and the young lions well the hyenas don't really go after the younger lions so the old ones they want to nip in the ass so uh, so there was about two, and and you know you can feel it. I mean, like in all sports, you know. I mean, I'm sure Michael Jordan would play for the next hundred years if he could, but uh, you know, you start uh, in in Germany. They have a saying: um, you you've lost some feathers. A lot of people might not have gotten the Michael Jordan reference. First black man to play basketball. <laughs> Way back in 80, probably 86, 87, yeah. First black man to lace up the high tops. That, that's Willie. our next documentary. It's our next doc, yeah. Oh, you don't know his name now, but you will 18 months from now. Thanks. Uh, it was a fantastic film. Honor to see it like this and, and get to talk to you guys. Uh, Willie, you, you clearly are not someone who needs a lot of validation from other people, but what has it meant to, to you to be involved in this and to, to see the film like this? Well, um, these two guys right here, uh, they, um, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, you, you, there's, they saw what, what was happening, and they saw what happened, and, you know, there's a lot of producers out there from Spike Lee to whomever, these two guys, they said, this is a story that needs to be told. And I can't, you know, uh, you know a lot of people don't have the vision or the, uh, or the, ten, or, or the foresight or even the, the tenacity. I mean, Adam did it with his own money. His own money. Hold on, my wife doesn't right. know. Oh, I told her Castro yeah. paid for the whole fucking thing. 
Yeah, wait a minute, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, you saw the story, you know, we just told the story. I mean, it was, uh, we knew there was so much there that it just couldn't, you just couldn't go wrong, you know. I, I, I always sort of said to Nate, like, all we can do is F this up. Like, we, we just go He's tell this. He's exactly the, right. Tell more I like more to, than once. That's how I encourage uh, coworkers. All we can do is fuck this up. Now, go. Uh, so, you know, we knew we, knew, we, knew we had here. So, uh, you know, labor of love. It would be nice to make some of that money back at some point. But... Uh, you don't really make documentaries to make money. Just you know, it, and see what what I like about you know making the documentaries is it's here. It'll always exist. It'll it'll be here long after we're all gone. People can hear about this story, learn about this story, and tell this story. And it's it's all in you know one ninety six minute uh, DVD. So. I just like that idea coming coming from radio where everything just kind of goes up into the ether and then just blows away. This will be here forever. So um, it was a story that deserved to be told, and we just told it. And we couldn't have done it without Willie, obviously. We couldn't have done it if he wasn't doing what he did, and we couldn't have done it if he didn't contribute the way he did. Well, i got to tell you, I get a call from Nate, and Nate says, do you think Bernie Ecclestone... Now, everyone in here knows that Bernie Ecclestone is the big cojona. I mean, he's... Of anyone in all of auto racing history, Bernie is the biggest. And uh, Nate says, you think Bernie Ecclestone would do an interview? I said, yeah. Yeah, he'll do it. And, and Nate says to me, Adam Carolla will bet you that he won't. <laughs> said, he's going to take that bet? I said, okay. What kind of percentage? And so I said, no, forget it. I emailed Bernie Ecclestone, and I said, we're doing this, Bernie, and for your, and I went, I went po- politics on him. I said, how do you want to be remembered, Mr. Ecclestone? <laughs> That's exactly what I put in the email. I said, how many of the millions of African Americans in the United States, and forget about that, worldwide, are, are going to know what you did? I mean, they all see Lewis Hamilton now, but who did it first? I got an email back. When do you want to do it? I said, uh, June 17th. He says, I get an email back, be in my office at 11 a.m. He gave us three hours. None of the people, none of the big wheels in auto racing in this country could believe Ecclestone would do that. And, and Bernie was very good to me. And he was, and, and still today, I love him like an uncle. And I've had those mentors. I mean, think about this. Paul Newman. I know Bill's in jail, but if it wasn't for Bill, <laughs> you know, uh, and I remember what happened. Okay, I, I didn't, whatever, he didn't, I, it was nothing. I remember what happened. He did it. He did it. No one else did it. He put me in Indy. So I can't say anything other than he did it. And, and he served 
and he's doing his time. And justice was served, but he still put me there. And then Ecclestone, and then Jim Truman, and then Dan Gurney. It was a dream career. I'd like to take this moment to thank Louis C.K. for helping me <laughs> in my career. Now look, a lot has been said about the man. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But as a comedian, he got me up on that open mic that uh, December 1990. Okay. All right. Uh, first, Adam, Nate, great job. It was amazing. Um, way to sneak Deacon Jones in there. I, I caught what you did there. Um, uh, but thank you, Willie, for having an amazing life to tell this story. Um, you talked a lot about kind of your grandfather giving you the grit to keep pushing forward. Uh, I think to do what you did, you had to be uppity to face the obstacles, the world, the time. Where do you think you got that swagger to do what you did? Was it in you? Was it inspired by someone? Where do you think you got that? It was that pretty much. My, I was sent to the ranch for a reason. And... Uh, you know, it would have been not uppity, it would have been downity. Uh, with it. He worked the hell out of me on the ranch. And, I mean, if, if I had today's kids, I'd take them all out of the cities, out of the suburbs, and put them on a ranch. Put them on a ranch. And, I, I mean, the work ethic, you came from that. My wife came from that. And, and I just think it, it builds a lot of character. And with him... You, it was, you didn't say anything. When he told you to do something, you did, you did it. You didn't say what I'm, I'm quite the disciplinarian myself. As a father, <laughs> Sonny, back me up. Yeah. He went, once he got out of line, two days, he went without eating ranch dressing. So that was, that's this guy's ranch right here. And I said, you want... Now, he had honey Dijonese dipping sauce, but he didn't have ranch for two days. And he started getting smart. I said, you're gunning for three days, pal. He zipped it. So I took him to the ranch. I didn't grow up on a ranch like you guys. Mine's from uh, Hidden Valley, okay? Which may be a ranch. Yeah, we're, we do that shit in La Cunada. That's the way we discipline. Um, uh, thanks, you guys, for showing up. Willie T. Ribs. Yeah, and I have one more announcement. Um, if you have a red wristband, a blue wristband. So I want to thank uh, all of you for coming out. And I want to thank Evans for making this special episode of CarCast possible. Uh, we have a new show out tomorrow. Is that uh, correct, Max Pata? Yeah, new show tomorrow. Also, thanks to the Peterson Museum and Brembo and Holly for the prizes and and uh, where can you find us this weekend? Well, you can check us out at the, uh, at, uh, in Orange County at the Classic Auto Show event on Saturday. Come say hi. We always like saying hi. I'm doing live shows everywhere, so go to adamcarolla.com and find out where we're doing stand-up. Not Taco Bell materials. out as we speak. You get it at Chassis, and you can get it at iTunes and Amazon. And also, uh, we're doing a... Another showing at uh, at the uh, Cine Lounge, which is, uh, I guess it's called the Arena Cine Lounge. It's in L.A. That'll be uh, this Sunday, March 17th, 6 p.m. Go to amcoral.com or Fandango. I'll be there, and we'll show it live. So, until, oh, and check out Shift and Steer, available on iTunes and Podcast One. Until next time, Adam Coral for Matt the Moderator, DeAndrea, saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. 
For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. We'll be right back.